0: The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One.
1: When you're wearing the right outfit, it feels good. Like good hair day kind of good. Phone charge to 100% good. Getting dressed can feel just like that when you have a Trunk Club stylist. Because not only do we send you lots of outfits and accessories, we also teach you how to style them. And since we're a Nordstrom company, you know you'll be well taken care of. Look and feel great every single day with Trunk Club. Meet your personal stylist at trunkclub.com. That's T-R-U-N-K-C-L-U-B
2: dot com. We won a lot of startup prizes. We are probably one of the most important startups in Switzerland right now. Um, People know us in Switzerland. And then you come to San Francisco and it's a very humbling experience, right? Because you suddenly have a lot of startups around you that are much bigger and much better than yours. Um, and, And I think so it's a humbling experience initially. And it's really also the experience that will will really bring you further because it pushes you and it drives you and it makes sure that you remember that you're really just a tiny, tiny little piece and a big, big thing that you, and you want to grow.
0: Welcome to the Forbes Under 30 Podcast. I'm Steve Goldblum, your host. On this show, we speak with young entrepreneurs and innovators. And taking a moment to thank our sponsors, Veridesk, Rocket Mortgage, and ZipRecruiter. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com Forbes. You'll hear more about these companies later in the show. Today we have Leah von Bitter on the show via Skype. She's the co-founder and CEO of Ava Science, a company that makes wearable fertility tracking devices. Uh, And she joins me now via Skype. Hello, Leah.
2: Hello. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, thank you for for doing this. And uh, tell me, where, where are you right
2: now? Where are you based? I am actually based in San Francisco now, so I'm in our office in San Francisco, but I go back and forth to Switzerland every couple of weeks, basically, now.
0: Okay, right. And, and so you were, raised in, you were raised in Zurich, right?
2: I was, yes, which explains my slightly German <laughs> accent, um, but I've been here for a while now.
0: How long have you been uh, in the Bay Area?
2: Um, about three years, yeah. I moved around three years ago.
0: Did you have like an entrepreneurial spirit uh, to you when you were growing up, and and uh, were you a self starter? What, what what was your background?
2: Yeah, it's so interesting. I think that um, actually I really wasn't. Um, I always I always basically went through school and thought I would become a consultant or a banker. You know the <laughs> things that you become in Switzerland when everything goes well, yeah, of
0: course, uh, <laughs> and eating chocolate all the so, way.
2: <laughs> so that's so that's basically what I always had in mind. And I think the whole the whole entrepreneurial influence came much later. I think it came really in the middle of my studies when I suddenly realized that there's really exciting things that I could do. And and I switched my degree to entrepreneurship and I just went down that path. But that's not something that you would have probably seen in me when I was 15.
0: All right, Leah, let's start with Ava. Um, this is a fertility tracking wearable device, correct?
2: Mm-hmm, exactly. Can, can, mm-hmm. you,
0: can you explain to us... Um, what it does and how it works.
2: Sure, um, absolutely. So AVA is uh, actually a medical device. It it's it looks like a normal wearable and you wear it only during the night. Um, it tracks nine different physiological parameters with which we understand the hormonal changes um, during a woman's menstrual cycle. So we really help women understand their menstrual cycles better, um, especially for women who are trying to get pregnant. That is very important. But we also have a lot of other customers who just want to understand their body better, understand migraines and other hormonal symptoms they might have.
0: And, and what, within what degree of accuracy can you determine uh, fertility?
2: Yeah, so really the goal um, for us is to detect a woman's fertile window. Um, so that's six days during the menstrual cycle. And we detect around 5.3 of that with an almost 90% accuracy now, which is, which is really great right. because, uh, honestly, uh, nature hasn't made women's bodies in a way that it's super easy to detect those. Um, so, so we're really happy with the result.
0: And forgive my ignorance on anything that we're about to talk about. <laughs> no but problem. there But there's a very small window when women can um, get pregnant.
2: Absolutely. So basically, within an entire menstrual cycle, and that might be around 30 days, um, you actually 70% of pregnancies happen within a three-day window. Um, So if you're trying to get pregnant and you really want to optimize your chances every month, you will need to make sure that you try within that three-day window. Um, But that's why it's so important that women are tracking their cycle. And I think so far, unfortunately, or before we started, a lot of the methods that have been out there were really and they were old, they were imprecise, and they were just very, very inconvenient for women to try to find out about the cycle, right. um, and that's really what got us started.
0: What were some of the other means that were particularly invasive?
2: Yeah, I think the most common method that women still use is taking their temperature every morning. And that doesn't sound too bad. But the thing about that is basically you're lying in bed. uh, You have to take your temperature, your basal body temperature every morning. You have to do that on the weekends at the same time. So you have to get up every day at the same time. Mm -hmm. If you travel, if you drink, it messes up your temperature. So it's just a really, really inconvenient method. And, And temperature also basically increases a little bit too late. So it's a lot of work for a parameter that doesn't really work. Um, and the other parameters, the other ways that are out there are basically urine tests, which are not really fun either. So, so it was really kind of time right. I think that that someone looked into that space. And
0: you men, you mentioned the physiological parameters that you monitor. So, uh, what are they? Is it sleep, breathing.
2: Yeah, exactly. So um, so basically what, what we're measuring is we're measuring physiological parameters that are in some way connected to the hormonal changes. Um, so a few examples of that is breathing rate, perfusion, bioimpedance, HRV, pulse rate, um, and there's a few others that, that we're also using in order to detect those changes of estradiol and progesterone during the menstrual cycle.
0: Can you tell me, um, how does the bracelet change the game on the current ovulation tracking market?
2: Mm -hmm. I think really for, for women that want to track the menstrual cycle, and that's mostly all women who are trying to get pregnant, so far the methods that have been out there for them have been really, really difficult. They've been confusing. They've been imprecise. And that just made this whole experience of trying to get pregnant where you really usually start in and say, wow, this is going to be a really exciting and romantic period of my life, that usually turned um, pretty negative very quickly because it doesn't happen immediately. And then you're stuck with all of the solutions that are really, really difficult for right. you. And I think Ava just really brings in a more modern, more accurate and more precise method that is just super easy because you only have to wear it during the night.
0: Right. And you're also filling a gap, I guess, for women to use contraception that is non-hormonal, which is also very invasive, Right.
2: Um, so we don 't do that at this point, um, but that is definitely on our roadmap so really? if you think about ava it 's actually really interesting so we've really started as a fertility company, and the more we 've looked into this and the bigger our data sets have grown and 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 the better our clinical trials also have gotten, the more we kind of feel a little bit like kids in a candy store and we uh-huh. 're surrounded by great data that we can use um, and there's a lot of different. Um, there's a lot of different services that we do want to offer initially. Uh, additionally, sorry, and one of them is definitely contraception. We're really excited about that. I'm personally very excited about that, but we're really not there yet. So that's still going to take quite a lot of research. And then we're also doing a lot of research on pregnancy monitoring and also on menopause. Mm. So the vision for Ava really is to become a companion for women across all different life stages. Um, but we're really based on clinical data, so it takes a bit of time to really get to all of those things.
0: I, well, I want to get more into your background and what it was that set you on this path. Um, mm-hmm. But let me just cover a few of the basics here on Ava. How, how much is it?
2: Um, it's 249 and you buy it on our website, avawomen.com.
0: Okay. And how much money have you raised?
2: Uh, we've raised a little bit over $12 million U.S. million by now.
0: Okay. And, and is the company profitable right now?
2: The company is not profitable right now. Mm-hmm.
0: And so you've been based – and you started before – did you come to the Bay Area with Ava?
2: I did. I did. We actually started in Switzerland mm-hmm. um, around three – by now almost four years ago. And we knew very quickly that we have to come to the U.S. Um, in order to make this successful. So I moved, I think, after two months or so I, in the company. I moved to the Bay Area.
0: How do you go from selling chocolates in Bangalore? <laughs> to coming up with a women's empowerment uh, startup to Silicon Valley, maybe the mecca of broiness startups on the planet. <laughs> How does that happen? Just walk me through it. It'll do- I'll, I'll <laughs> as walk As much you time it. as you need. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, the chocolate company. Um, I mean, I started the chocolate company while I was um, finishing my master's degree. Um, so I was somewhere in a dorm room in China and... With my Indian friend, we decided to bring premium chocolates to, to India. And we started the company. We went to the U.S. and we got funding. And then we moved to Bangalore. She moved back home. I moved to Bangalore. And we ran the company there. Uh, she's still running the company. I was there for for close to two years right. uh, running that, that, that chocolate business. Um, and it might seem random to move from chocolate in India to women's health in Switzerland and the Bay Area. But it really kind of combines. Like both of those things were just really big passions in my life. I'm in love with chocolate. I think it's the best thing that ever happened to all of us. Um, Also, I'm Swiss, so it's kind of a cliche that I like that. (laughs) Um, And then then the women's health aspect came in really early. So I've always been extremely interested in women empowerment. Um, And women's health for me is very, very strongly connected to women empowerment. A lot of the Mm -hmm. topics we're talking about are really topics that, that affect the whole society and, and affect empowerment to a big extent. So so for me, the fact that I could work in women's health and, and, and help women and help also the research in women's health improve um, was really great. So it's really just basically two of my big passions, One one I did in India and one I'm doing now.
0: And we'll be right back after this quick break. Hiring? Every business needs great people and a better way to find them. Something better than posting your job online and just praying for the right people to see it. ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way, so they built a platform that finds the right job candidate for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply to your job. These invitations have revolutionized how you find your next hire. In fact, 80% of employers who post the job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. And ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive so you never miss a great match. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free that's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Forbes. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Forbes. One more time. ZipRecruiter.com slash Forbes. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And there's Veradesk. Traditional static offices are a thing of the past. Today, companies and employees want an active workspace. Veridesk helps people reimagine their office design. Being more active at work, like standing more, sitting less, can help improve your health by boosting energy and productivity. Veridesk, active workspace solutions make it easy to encourage more movement in a day. The new ProDesk 60 electric standing desk is the cornerstone of the active office. It's designed with commercial-grade materials, stable at any height and fully assembled in under five minutes plus all Verides products are made to last they're also simple to set up and move or reconfigure as businesses change and grow check out Verides products including the new ProDesk 60 electric risk-free for 30 days with free shipping and free returns learn more at veridesk.com slash forbes that's v-a-r-i desk.com slash forbes um i know that when you were in india you, When the company stopped, and I just know this from reading about it, that it was difficult for you to part ways with your co-founder of that company, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That was the case. What
0: lessons did you learn about who to partner up with and the expectations to set it for a successful collaboration?
2: Yeah, it's a very good question. I think um – so so the the founder team that i have now is completely different than the founder team i had back then so the founder team i had back then really we got together because we were friends from from college and 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 so it just made sense for us to work together and i think the big lesson that i've learned there is just be very very honest about expectations at the very beginning make sure you have things in the form of contracts at the very beginning. And I think, you know, a lot of founders, and I still talk to a lot of founders now, initially you're in this honeymoon phase, right? You don't really want to have difficult conversations. You anyways think it's probably not going to work out because your chances are so low. So you don't really want to, you don't really want to have difficult conversations about ownership and about legal terms, et cetera, while you're, well, we're right. not even sure if this is going to be something, um, but I think that's the mistake we made there. We just had very unclear agreements in the beginning, and that just haunted us two years down the line.
0: Is the biggest um, disagreement uh, the 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 pay uh, parity? There
2: were really there were really ownership ownership agreements, but also kind of salary expectations. What do we want to pay ourselves? So it was on difficult uh, on different levels, but I think it was mostly about ownership.
0: Well, one of the things that that I've heard you say um, that I thought was really interesting was when you started Ava. Even though there was no money really to play with, everybody took it like it was their full-time job. You took yourselves and the company really seriously before anyone else did.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think big thanks to my co-founders for that one. Um, I think that was actually really impressive from their side. They just... I think also because, I mean, for me, this is my second company, but it was in a very different context. For my co-founders, it's their second and third company in an initially similar context. And, and they just basically said, OK, we're doing this now. This is a company. So we're going to start paying ourselves and this is going to be our job. And I think that was just so interesting because at a stage where I think I would have still walked around and said, oh, this is a project I'm working on. um, They just went out and said, this is the company. I started it this is my role, and this is what I'm going to do for the next 10 years of my life. And and I thought that was very impressive. And I mean, we started paying ourselves salaries out of our own investments, right. which really doesn't make sense tax-wise. Never do that. But but it just makes you feel like this is your job, and this is what you're working on now. And I, I really like that because it gave the whole thing a very serious, serious touch very much at the beginning.
0: And what was the experience like when you took Ava to Silicon Valley?
2: Yeah, I think it was very exciting for us. I mean, if you're it was very clear that we have to come to the US. And I think when you as a foreign startup, if you come to San Francisco, the first couple of weeks and months, you're just basically overwhelmed. Because you're basically I mean, if you look at Ava, Ava very strongly celebrated in Switzerland. Um, we won a lot of startup prizes, we are probably one of the most important startups in Switzerland right now. Um, people know us in Switzerland. And then you come to San Francisco, and it's a very humbling experience, right? Because you suddenly have a lot of startups around you that are much bigger and much better than yours. Um, and, and I think so it's a humbling experience initially. And it's really also the experience that will, will really bring you further because it pushes you and it drives you and it makes sure that you remember that you're really just a tiny, tiny little piece in a big, big thing that you and you want to grow.
0: Well, it's so important to be in love with the thing that you are doing. Or to be super passionate about it because you are going to be talking about it every single day. Did it ever wear on you explaining uh, the vision for Ava every single day?
2: I think, I mean, I'm starting to, when I meet a lot of people at parties, I'm just saying that I work for some health tech company and I don't really <laughs> <going to laughs> You do work for anymore. the company, you're yeah, right. I have to admit. Um, but otherwise, no, I mean, the wonderful thing about Ava is really that it, I'm, I'm just extremely passionate about all the questions that you're asking when you're talking about Ava. Because if you start talking about Ava, people really open up. People open up about their their fertility journeys. People open up about how they feel about their cycles. People open up about their, their fears and dreams when it comes to, to parenthood. So, So all of those questions are just really, really interesting for me. And especially now, I mean, um most of my friends are around 30, so it, it starts to become really a big topic of how long do you wait? Why do you wait? What are you waiting for? And and I really like having those conversations because I think a lot of them really tie into, can I combine my career with this? Can I not do that? How do I need to prepare for it? And, and again, it comes back to this women empowerment topic that I really care about. So I, I love having the conversations that are somehow... Close to, to Ava's mission
0: is it part? Is it liberating to be able to f- freely have those conversations? of people who are freezing their eggs and things like that to be make that conversation commonplace at work.
2: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think I think it's I think it's getting better. I mean, we in our I, I love how our company just has basically a culture where everyone. Basically knows about each other's um, cycles, hormonal contraception choices, yeah. whatever else. Um, so I mean, we 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 obviously have very open conversations about it. But I mean, in the end, you know, in our society, it's very still very very stigmatized, and a lot of people don't even talk to their partners, definitely don't talk to their friends, their family, and and it's something really important. Um, your health is really important. The dream of potentially being parents or trying to be parents is extremely important, and and I I like the fact that we can empower those conversations and we just um, this week is actually um, National Infertility Awareness Week and mm. I think that's also the conversations that we have around our product and, and the conversations about miscarriages and, and so many other topics I think they're important and I'm, I'm super excited that I can work in a company that, that brings forward those conversations
0: it is, a, it is a subject that can inflict a tremendous amount of reward and pain depending on who's talking about it Do you, uh, Are there many men that work for Ava?
2: Um yeah, they actually are. I mean my co founders are men, um, first of all. And um I think we are now probably at around forty percent, I would say, overall in the company.
0: That's very good. That's very mm-hmm. good. How Absolutely. do you how many people work for Ava?
2: Yeah, it's changing very rapidly at the moment, um, so <laughs> I'm trying to keep up, but I think by now we are probably like 70, I would say, um, and we're distributed across three different offices, um, so it always feels a little smaller than it actually is.
0: And you have, where, where are the three other than uh, Silicon Valley?
2: Yeah, so the headquarters is in Zurich. Um, we still do most of the things in Zurich. Zurich is our biggest office, and then the second office that we have is in Belgrade in Serbia, actually, where we do a lot of our development work.
0: Oh, so you do a lot of production there? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I know you've talked about this before. I wanted to ask you about gender gap in the startup ecosystem and how it manifests itself, and what your experience was with that.
2: It's it's a topic I very deeply care about. I would say, Um, and I I, I care day by day more um, because I think day by day I realize that you know the the more. People in people in Silicon Valley, I feel, are always kind of comparing themselves to other startups that are at a similar stage. And when I say stage, it's usually number of employees, funding, revenue, whatever it is. And the further we grow, the the less women are around. Um, and and I mean, it's something that I just I, I very I very deeply care about it because we definitely have a problem with it. And I especially. I especially looked at this in, in Switzerland, but I think in the Bay Area is the same thing. I mean, you just have, you really have a problem about female founders, there's far too few female mm-hmm. founders. And I think there's just a few reinforcing factors in the system that we currently have that, that just make sure that it's not getting better, right? Um, and I think one of them is is the fact that founders keep hiring their best friends initially. Right. Um, so if you have a male founder team, you you usually hire your best five male friends and then you, just, you start to have that culture very early on. So I think what I was trying to do in the past and I still do is try talking to other founders and making sure that they care about diversity very early on because I feel like if you... Have the first 10, 15 guys in, it's super hard to make the first female hire. um, And that's something that I think people should really care about quite early.
0: And we'll be right back after this quick break.
2: Support
3: for the Forbes Under 30 podcast comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, the mortgage company that decided to ask why. Why can't clients get approved in minutes rather than weeks? Why can't they make adjustments to the rate and term in real time? And why can't there be client-focused technological mortgage revolution? Quicken Loans answered all these questions and more with Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. Rocket Mortgage is simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans apply simply understand fully mortgage confidently to get started go to rocketmortgage.com forbes equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLS, ConsumerAccess.org number 3030
1: when you're wearing the right outfit it feels good like good hair day kind of good phone charge to 100% good getting dressed can feel just like that when you have a trunk club stylist because not only do we send you lots of outfits and accessories, we also teach you how to style them. And since we're a Nordstrom company, you know you'll be well taken care of. Look and feel great every single day with Trunk Club. Meet your personal stylist at trunkclub.com. That's T-R-U-N-K-C-L-U-B.com.
0: What's interesting? I was talking to Patty McCord, the executive from Netflix, yeah. um, about this, and she said mm-hmm. one of the problems with culture fit is that like hires, like hires, like hires, like as you yeah. say, and mm-hmm. that it is a lot of guys, and that the the problem is the vicious cycle is is reinforced because there's such people need the because things move so quickly. Sure.
2: And I mean, as a founder, honestly, you're always under pressure to hire people. There's never a moment when you say, oh, I have this position, but I still have three months to hire that person. So I'll just, you know, start looking. <laughs> usually usually you're like, oh my God, I needed that person yesterday. Finally, I found the budget to hire that person. Or it's just, I didn't find it, but it's just so urgent that I really need that person. Let me call my five friends and see if they know someone. Um, and that's that's how that works. And if you call your five best friends, and And you're a guy with a mostly male male network, then then that's exactly what's going to happen, right and And I think that's that's also something that I think a lot of people are not aware of because there's there's no problem with hiring within your network. but if there's a gender bias in your network, then that just establishes itself in your company after.:
0: Well, what practices have you put together at Ava to uh, to work against that even even in by hiring too many of your own friends? What do you look for?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I think in general we are obviously extremely lucky that we get a ton of applications from women that are super highly qualified and really really care about this topic. So I think we 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 probably get more applications from women than men in the first place. Um, so that that definitely kind of helps us because we're a women's health company. Um, but I mean, we had the situations before where we where we were basically. I mean, again, I have three co-founders, right? So if you look at our network, we usually come up with men down the line, or if we look for board members, that's the same thing, right? So, I mean, we had situations in the past where we just clearly had to say, no, we're going to actually do an extra effort, do an extra loop, make sure we actually post that job, even though we might have someone in our network that works out, just to see if we can find a really talented female candidate. And, I mean, we also have in our company, we just have a policy that we, that in our board, we want a certain amount of women. We want that in the executive team and we'll, we, we are really trying hard to do that.
0: I know when you got Ava uh, off the ground, you know I think, I think people will be really interested to know how exactly you did that. And I know that uh, before even raising money, one of the ways in for you was through competition.
2: We started and really... So the thing is, we're in a fascinating new space, which is digital health, which basically means you have some you have the advantages of a tech company and being able to really move fast and you can do digital advertising and growth can come really fast. But you also have elements of health companies, which means you run clinical trials and that just takes a while, right? So so you combine, you combine those things and you're in a really interesting field. And I think by now, there's a lot of digital health companies. So people start to really understand how to evaluate those companies. But I think for us initially, that wasn't entirely clear, you know, mm-hmm. should you have to the scale and the pivots of a young tech company, or should you have the timeline that it takes for a typical med tech company? What are we, right? Um, and so I think that was really interesting. And I think one way that we we tried to, to almost do that and bridge that initially is just we signed up for every single competition and startup competition we could possibly find. Um, and in Switzerland, there's quite a lot of them. And I think here there's probably a lot of them as well. And we just went into those and we basically won all of the startup competitions in Switzerland, and and also a few, I think, abroad, and that that just really helped us because that gave us the initial funding we needed to get the first data sets to then start raising our seed round.
0: When you look at the future of Ava, are there you know you are a uh, medical technology company? What else? Mm-hmm. What are there any other offshoots that you would want to work on other than the fertility bracelet that you are working on that you can tell us about?
2: Yeah, I mean, I mentioned that a little bit in the beginning. I mean, we really feel that there's so many issues, uncertainties in a woman's reproductive life that we can address with digital health, be it all the uncertainty you have during pregnancy, be it all the uncertainty you have during menopause. There's a lot of situations where women have changes in their bodies um, that are... And they're really left alone with that change because they just don't really know what's going on. Um, and and those are the things that we are focusing on that we want to look into because we believe that a continuous monitoring of certain parameters can really help help women understand and potentially early detect certain issues in all of those phases. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are investing actually a ton of research into into those fields. Um, and again, I mean, we really want to just be with women over 20, 30, 40 years right. and make sure we accompany them through all throughout all of those life stages.
0: Where were you when you came up with the idea and went, and how did you come up with the name Ava?
2: Yeah, um, actually, it was my co-founder's idea initially. So my co-founder, actually two of my co-founders, one of them, his wife was trying to get pregnant and my other co-founder's wife was using the temperature method um, as a contraceptive. And I think they, they just realized that it's just, that, that it's the most old school method ever <laughs> that women still have to take their temperature every morning. Um, and so they started to look into it um, and and realized that there might be some potential. And initially, we really didn't know. We just said, okay, temperature is a really flawed parameter. Maybe there's others that would work. Um, and, and I think the result of our first clinical study has been Way, way better than we even thought and really imagined initially that that we would get to, so so that's kind of how the whole thing got started. so we were just really, really interested and then started reading every single publication has ever been written about this and tried to find out what mm-hmm. we could do better um and the name Ava actually um also was there um very much at the beginning. And I think it came from one of the friends of my co-founders uh, who suggested that. And it really makes sense because if you look at women's health products, and I'm not sure how often you've looked at women's health products, but <laughs> if you do, um, a lot of them are really named after women names. So there's like Marina right. and Jasmine and all of those. So we, we kind of met, thought that Ava kind of fits, fits into that.
0: And how was it that you you got set on a on a tracking device? Did you get caught up with the the Internet of Things and the success of wearables? Were you looking to enter that space?
2: Actually, I don't think we were looking to enter that space. We were trying to solve the issue of menstrual cycle tracking. Mm-hmm. And and we knew that additional biomarkers or additional physiological parameters besides temperature could have potential. And that's how we started. So we really said, okay, we need those data points. Where can we get them from? And then actually... The experience from one of my co founder really helped us there because he was working in the medical device industry before, and he had a startup that did cardiovascular monitoring over um, the earlobe. Mm. And from what they learned from there is that even if you're a cardiovascular patient, you do not want to wear something on your earlobe. So um, basically we learned that no matter what situation you're in, The device still has to be really convenient for you, and otherwise people will just never use it. And that's why we really, really stuck to the wrist and said, "Okay, people are used to the wrist. It's, it's easy. We get good data, and it's really and it's just very convenient." But I mean, we weren't stuck on that initially. There, there were a lot of options initially, and we really decided for that one.
0: And so, what what feedback are you getting? Are you seeing from women with the success that they're having, and and? um... Are there certain markets that you're expanding in and growing in?
2: Sure. I mean... We get, I think we're in the lucky position that we obviously have the nicest and best user feedback you could possibly mm. imagine. I mean, I like selling people chocolate. It was nice when they liked it. But <laughs> but getting baby pictures is yeah, really, right. really <laughs> on a completely, completely different level. And I mean, I think that that's just, I mean, wonderful. I mean, we're basically still celebrating every single baby. And a lot of our users tell us before they tell their partners because we have very close communities. So, so it's super nice to see that. Um, and I mean, the success we're seeing, I mean, we now have around... I think 20 to 30 pregnancies per day um, announced that, that were kind of made possible by Ava. So we have 20 to 30 Ava babies now. And we get a lot of baby pictures every day by now, which is also <laughs> wonderful. And and I mean, in terms of growth, I mean, the U.S. is still still obviously our biggest market, but we've launched in Europe last year. So we are in different European countries. We are launching in Asia this year. So so there's a lot of exciting things to come.
0: Well, thank you so much, Ilya, for talking with us. I really appreciate it. And uh, we will absolutely keep up with Ava, and and, uh, it's exciting to see where you go.
2: Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time, and have a really good day.
0: That's it for this episode of Forbes Under 30. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to reach out to us with a comment or question, please do so at under30, that's the number 30, at podcast1.com.
2: night from the lady gang podcast if you're into getting a very sassy sexual beautiful inspiring funny oftentimes embarrassing slightly
3: anal podcast in your repertoire subscribe to us lady gang on podcast one the podcast one app and please rate and review us on apple Podcasts.
0: Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your garden growing We do it right, too, with incredible deals during our Spring Black Friday sale. Like 19-ounce Bonnie vegetable and herb plants, four for $10. And pick up five bags of Scott's Mulch in store only for just $10. Whatever's on your list, hurry in and save during our Spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 417 while supplies last. Not valid in Alaska or Hawaii. Scott's offer valid in store only. See store for details, U.S. only. I'm Ed Donahue.